Thank you for listening. Visit www.cityhillglobal.com to find out more about City Hill Church. We are starting our service this morning. <clears throat> Please bear with me. And uh, the service is really a service about the church. <clears throat> and we've titled it, Who Are We? Who are we? As the world <clears throat> becomes more narcissistic, what do I mean by that? More inward-looking and self-centered, it is the gospel that suffers. The gospel suffers when the world becomes more inward-looking around the world. Why? The reason for this suffering is that the world has somehow successfully dragged the church into its own mold. And the, and the world has been able to lure the church so that the church may be shaped and molded and transformed by the world in such a way that the church has been able to compromise on a lot of things. And I believe even as we speak, as we share this series over the next weeks, I believe that God is going to speak to us about the restoration of the church, taking the church back to what she should be, restoring the identity of the church and what she is called to be in the nations. Here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine your family, your brothers, your sisters, your mom and your dad, or your children, and all your spouse and all of you in your household. Imagine one member of the family somehow just decides to do everything for themselves and not associate with the family in, within which he or she was born except for matters and occasions that benefit this very person. So for instance, the person will come home and prepare food just for one person and eat. The person will work really hard, but will not contribute to the family. Everything will go towards themselves. This person will also, when there's a special occasion, for instance, like Christmas, when the family gets together, this person will be right there with the family, associating with the family. Sometimes the church can be like that. It can say or suggest in a way that God, we are happy to hang out with you on matters that make us feel good. But on some of these things that you say about the church, we are not so comfortable with. We will carry on doing our own things and do things our way. And I'm hoping that as we speak, as we launch this series, Who Are We? We will begin to really bring the church under the purposes of God. That her identity will not be just a narcissistic community, a self-centered community, but she will be rooted in the family of God and she will understand her role in, within the purposes of God. 
And I want to take you on a journey today of what I would call the bigger picture. The title of today is God's Missionary Agent. The church as God's missionary agent, an agent of God around the world. When we talk about mission, oftentimes it feels like the church or its pastor just invents mission and get everyone else in the church to follow. The reality is there is no such a thing as a church that is not on a mission. A church that is not missional is not a church. God has given the mission of the kingdom of God to the church. He's entrusted the purposes of God to the church so that the church as part of the great family of God, will be entrusted with these purposes and will partner with God in the great mission of God around the world. The church was born because God is on a mission. And the church was put together strategically to join God on his great mission. Go on a journey with me across scripture. This is a new Bible I just bought. It looks lovely because my Bibles have been disappearing in City Hill. <clears throat> Don't worry, they carry the anointing of God. Wherever they are, they carry the anointing of God. And what I want to do is even as I got my new Bible, is really to go from Genesis to Revelations. So that I can say I've read it page to page <laughs> until the end. The mission of God, the mission of God in partnership with man in creation, in the whole of creation, God began a project of creating everything around us. Not only the things that we see, but the things that we do not see as well were created by God. The Bible tells us that in Colossians 1, that everything visible and invisible were created by Jesus Christ. And We are referring to things that you can see, but also things that we cannot see, which means things that would require a telescope in the universe or a microscope to see some of the small things. There are many, many creatures that walk the the face of the earth that you and I have not seen yet. Maybe we trample underfoot every time we run or we walk, and they're there. And somehow, for a purpose, God created them. On this incredible project, the mission of creation, God created them. There are some of the galaxies and some of the, the planets that, that we haven't even seen. God has created them and created them for a purpose. And God's purpose of creation, as he was creating everything, he created one of the most special creation ever. And that was man. God created man in a most special and sacred way. Do you know why? Because man, more than anything else, more than chimpanzees, more than monkeys, man was created in the image of our king and our Lord, and he bears the image of God. God created man, and God shared mission with man. God said, I've been, I've been on a mission this whole time. I've been creating everything, but now that I've created you, I would love you to partner with me on this great mission that I'm on. And God partnered with man. In Genesis 1.28, we find, it says, And God blessed them, that is, man and woman. 
And God said to them, be fruitful. CTL, you're called to be fruitful. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves and over the earth. From the word go, as God was creating everything, he did not complete his creation mission because he wanted to share part of it with man. And for the first time, man was able to join God and be on a mission. The mission to rule, the mission to name things, the mission to subdue and have authority and dominion over everything that moves, everything that we see, the trees of the field, the birds of the air of the heavens, creatures that we cannot even imagine. God gave man this authority. But while we're still in Genesis, we know very well that sin came into the world and marred the creation of God. And all of a sudden, creation has been subject to decay. By this, I mean the rule of man and the authority that he had over all of creation was suddenly lost. And God was on a new mission of restoration. By this, I mean creation began to decay and not flourish under the influence of sin. By this, I mean war, disunity, corruption infiltrated God's beautiful creation, and now creation didn't look exactly like what he was created to be. But God is still on a mission. God raised an Iraqi, a man called Abraham, an idol worshiper. God, through Abraham, partnering with Abraham on his mission, launched the project of restoration and redemption. He called this man and he, he, he put faith in Abraham. He put promises over Abraham and he said, you will be fruitful, Abraham. You'll be a father of many nations. And whoever blesses you, I will bless. Whoever curses you, I will curse. But you, out of you, Abraham, oh man, I'm going to make nations of the world worship me and glorify me around the world. And we know the story that Abraham had a son, Isaac. And out of Isaac, Jacob, as we heard even in the prayer meeting. And out of Jacob, the 12 tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel, a nation was born. And God said to this nation, still on a mission, he said, you will be a kingdom of priests. You'll be a holy nation. I'm calling you into something bigger. Because creation is now fallen under the wrong hands, into the wrong hands of the enemy. God is saying, I'm raising this nation to take over the project of restoration and to scatter around the world and to represent God and to be the means by which the whole world is able to be restored back to God. Israel became the means by which God now was going to redeem the world. But this nation called Israel thought that the mission of God was to make them great and holy, but also to protect them against the very nations that they were supposed to rescue. 
But God continues to speak to the nation of Israel through Isaiah. And this is what he says. He says, Israel, the people of God I'm partnering with on a mission to rescue mankind. It is too small a thing for you to be my servants. City Hill, it is too small a thing for you to be just the servants of God. It is too small a thing for you to worship like this. It is too small a thing for us to gather and pursue the holiness of God. That's what God wants to say. To restore the tribes of Jacob. It is too small a thing to run the Alpha course. It is too small a thing to have freedom in Christ. It is too small a thing to have a marriage course and see people's marriages restored. God says, I will make you, City uh, Hill, a light for the Gentiles. My salvation, may, so that my salvation may reach the ends of the earth. You are not just to be servants, but you are to restore. You are not just to be focused on Israel, the people, the nation, the community, but also those that God doesn't, hasn't reached yet. You are not just for restoration. You're also for salvation. You're not just in the Middle East. You're also in the nations. God is opening a big picture over Israel. It says, you are a holy people, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. What does that mean? It means a holy nation, a, a, a kingdom of priests. It means rule like Genesis 1:28 that says you will have dominion. But also it means you are summing up the praises of all of creation and bringing it to God like a priest would. You are praying for the nations. You are praying over your city because your prayer, like we heard this morning, changes lives. God partnering with Israel. Now we find the mission of God is getting even more powerful as God the Father, through the power of the Holy Spirit, partners with his son to redeem the world. And Jesus says, he says, the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. What did Jesus come to do? To seek and to save the lost, which means the project of Israel of redemption, of restoration, that Israel wasn't able to fulfill. What Israel could not do as a nation God is now deciding to do it through one man. And this one man is Jesus Christ. To fulfill everything, his big project of restoring everything back to himself, he's doing it through his own son. He sent his son to this world to come and seek and save every man. He is on a mission, Jesus Christ. Jesus became the means by which God will reconcile man with man and reconcile God with man. And that's what Jesus came to do on this incredible mission of transformation, transforming hearts. Jesus, through his obedience, when he came to following the Father, being on the Father's mission, his life, death, and resurrection became the way through which the world would have the opportunity to know God for the first time, but not only know him, experience him in a fresh way. But as Jesus had just completed his mission, the disciples went to see him after his resurrection. (coughs) And they thought that it's over. Mission is over. Nothing is ever going to happen again because Jesus Christ, our great missionary agent, 
is now going to heaven. But as they were standing there, Jesus spoke to them. And he said this. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. Which means the authority that was lost in Genesis has now been restored and been given to Jesus Christ. And then he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded to you. And surely I will be with you always to the end of the age. I want you to look at these two things very quickly. The first one is the first statement, and the, la- the second one is the last statement. The first statement is all authority in heaven, all the authority of heaven belongs to Jesus. And all the authority of earth belongs to Jesus. But also, the one who has authority says, I will be with you always. Which means, as sin took power and took authority away, and the enemy took authority away from man, Jesus came on a mission to take that authority back to himself. And he took that authority and he said, it's made available to you. All authority belongs to Jesus is Christ. But Christ chooses to say, hey, listen, wherever you are, where you are sitting right now, the one who has authority over creation, over the heavens, over the earth, over the seas, over everything that you see around, he is standing with you. He is with you. Why do you fear? And then he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What does that mean? The disciples understood it to mean go and plant churches. Because as soon as they left, they established communities of the Spirit so that the glory of God might fill the earth. We were born for this. We were born for the mission of God. The church is to partner with God to make disciples. That means to be fruitful to multiply, and to fill the earth because authority has been given to us. The earth is the Lord's and its fullness thereof. And the church is called to partner with God on this great mission of God to see that the authority of Christ is established in every corner of the universe. I've got a few practical things to share with you which is, what are some of the things that make us missional as City Hill? How can we partner with God on this great mission? He's been partnering with man throughout, and he's now partnering with us. How can we partner with God practically in this city, in the nations, for the glory of God? Just a few things. The first one is the vision of our church. As a family, We say we are a Christ-centered church. This should help us not only to be a great worshipers of God, but it should help us to heal the brokenness of our city. Because God is calling us to be a people who are able to download his passion and his heart and share it with everyone out there. I was so blessed when we went to the Philippine consulate Uh, late last year, and we saw everyone there, injustice in this city. And God is calling us with the vision that he's given us to share the love of God in this city. Our vision 
means that the kingdom of God has come so that Christ might be the focus of our everything, but also it means that the city will benefit from what God wants to do. And not only that, we are gospel advancing church. It means the nations of the world shall benefit. This is in our DNA. This is something we cannot avoid. This is something we cannot live without because God has planted mission in our DNA. That's who we are. Secondly, I believe that in the area of worship, that God in the area of will shape the nations of the world as we worship and realign us to the vision of God. I believe, I'm just sharing my heart, that God will call on the worship team in, in City Hill to begin to write new songs. As I began to speak earlier, one of the things I said to you, remember, I said the world has become more narcissistic. Let me tell you this. A lot of songs that are sung out there have become very introspective. And not many speak or testify of the mission of God. And I'm hoping that the songs that will be written in City Hill will be very Christ-centered, but will also be very missional. City Hill worship team, no pressure. But I'm hoping by the end of this year, we will have many songs from us that we can bless the nations with that are rooted in the mission of God and the plan of God to redeem all of mankind. Number three, seeing your job as part of the mission of God. Some of you, if it went for your job, you would, some of you who've been to other countries through CTL, if it went for your job, you probably wouldn't, never would have done it. Some of you, God has placed you here to use you in your job to be his agent of blessing and agent of change and transformation. I was talking to Adam yesterday. We were talking about how to change his work environment and the atmosphere at work where he comes in and everyone is not so friendly. And we talked about, can you create a culture in your workplace? that honors God. God has placed you there to be his missionary, to go and bring impact and change in your workplace because that's what God wants us to do. Number four, the blessing of Dubai. Let me talk about one of them. Emirates Airlines. How many people work for Emirates Airlines? If your husband works for Emirates Airlines, if you will, oh my, that's just, it's quite a few. Simon, <clears throat> I saw your hand. And by the way, many, many others. God has put Emirates Airlines in this nation so that you guys might come here to serve the purposes of God in Dubai and also to take people to the ends of the earth to bless God in his mission across the world. But I want to say this, that the many companies that I established here, with all the brokenness of the city and the injustice, Let's work out what God is trying to do or what God is doing. And I believe he will establish many more for his purpose and his plans. Number five, businessmen. How many businessmen have we got here? <clears throat> no pressure. Believe me, I'm going to speak blessing over your business. So raise up your hands. Okay, great. I pray over every business right now that the Lord will bless you. He will prosper you. He will increase and he will, he will give you over a hundredfold 
of the blessing of God. We release the power of God over your business. We say businesses that have been struggling for a long time, I speak now, breakthrough in Jesus' name. Following on from what Anne said, I speak now, the year of victory and success over your business. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And the reason I say that is because I believe business here, business people, God wants to use you. Let me say a couple of things. First one is, one person in this church came to me, a business person, and he said to me, I, I have all these business opportunities. I've got a couple of businesses. I believe God wants me to make lots of money. I said, oh, okay, that's interesting. And, uh, and he said, so that through CTL we can fin- fulfill the mission of God. I said, hey, man. <laughs> I believe your business. I pray that your business will further the purposes of God. Not just on business. Um, someone who is not part of our church. I was talking to him. He's a businessman. And he goes around the world to train um, business people, church people who are in business around the world. And he said to me, what is it that you are doing? I shared everything that I'm doing around the world. And he said to me, it's last year. He said, I want to pour money into it so that it might be blessed because that's why I'm a businessman for the kingdom of God. I just want to say this. May God speak to you in your business. May God raise your business so that one day your business will be a legacy in the kingdom of God. Our youth. Hey, guys. Do you know that our youth are going to um, the Philippines on a mission trip? And I believe we need to bless them. If you're in the youth, can you just raise up your hand? They're all out. All right. These guys love scripture. Um, But our youth are going to the Philippines this year. They are the blessing of God. And we need to pray that they will continue to further the purposes of God. And let's pray that God will bring a revival among our youth. That our youth will be more missional like never before. Because that is our DNA as a church. I'm going to hold this like this because it's going down. Our prayers and our prophetic over this church and the prophetic that you guys are bringing the prayers. As you've been praying over this time of prayer and fasting, I just want to say thank you for praying for the nations of the world. As we speak today, there's a team that's going to an island called Cebu to see how we can plant a church there. Why? Because they're on a mission and your prayers are enabling things to happen. Even last year when we gathered together and you guys prayed as city groups and you prayed for different nations and you really prayed and helped and got involved, I just want to say this, through your prayers, God is doing great things in the nations and through the prophetic. But lastly, our generosity. Even as we take up our special offering today, (laughs) even as we take up our special offering today, Can I ask the, the worship team to come forward? Even as we take up our special offering today, God is coming to us, City Hill again, to encourage us to release the resources entrusted to us. He has entrusted the wealth of this city for the benefit of the nations. Let's come with the spirit of generosity, which I believe we will be known by. And let's come and really bless the nations of the world. 
If the church is God's missionary agent, it means we don't need to join a missionary agency because the church is already fulfilling that. And even as I painted a picture for you, I believe you would understand that God is calling the church to be his missionary agent around the world. If the church is not missional, it is probably because the ways of the world, the self-centered approach that the world has, has taken its toll on the church. By the way, mission is going to end. One day, we will not have to be missional. Mission is going to end when the purposes of God are fulfilled and the nations of the world have come under the authority of Christ. And one day, when mission ends, worship will just carry on. And let me read that to you. In Revelations 7, verse 9, following, it says this. After this I looked, and behold, behold, a great multitude that no one could count. How did they get there? Through the mission of God. Every na- from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders, the four living creatures, And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped, saying, this is worship, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. God is drawing the nations to us. He's a God of mission, which means the church is a church of mission. We are about to take up a special offering. Your offering, your sacrifice, your giving. This week, next week, is going to further the purposes of God around the world and see that many nations come under the authority of Christ. And one day, when you see the great multitude that no man can come, you should know that it's because of your tears, your sweat, and your hard work, that God has entrusted mission to you to partner with him so that as a church, we might be the persons of God around the world. Just where you are, close your eyes. Could you please stand? Sorry. Confusion, stand, close your eyes. Father, who are we? Who are we, Lord? We are your agent of blessing in this city and around the world. Our youth, agents of blessing. Our children, agents of blessing. Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus. I pray right now. Lord, even as we take up this offering, I pray that we'll be known as a church that blesses the world. We will be known as a church of many colors, many, many tribes, many nations. I feel even as God gives us new names, he's going to give us new cloaks. 
Some of, the, some of us are wearing smaller clothes, the clothes that we are wearing. That means the authority and the anointing that we have are too small. God is going to give us even more. Just where you are now, I just want to pray for you. Lord Jesus, I pray even for those who are struggling over this time. I want to ask, Lord, that your hand will be upon them. I pray you deliver every man, every woman, every child in City Hill. I pray, Lord, that you set us free from debt. You set us free from things that are holding us back and release us, Lord, to, be a, to flourish and to be a blessing in this city and in the nations. You've called us to the nations. Help us to not be inward-looking and self-centered, but to declare the glory of God, to bring injustice under the authority of God, and to see that all the nations blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we sing the next song, Let's really, with joy, take up our special offering. Something we're going to do now, and we're also going to do next week. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Visit www.cityhillglobal.com to find out more about City Hill Church.